This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. An interesting angle to the story that we talked about last week when it comes to the German chancellor being here and talking about, you know, we'd like to have more natural gas from Canada. That would be a good thing. It's not going to happen. So they're signing a deal for hydrogen which we don't have either. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense about this. And the one thing that was not even brought up and not even mentioned was nuclear power. And that fits into this in a number of ways, because when you're talking about Germany, they've got a pretty good history with nuclear power. They did anyway. Anyway, we're going to have a conversation now with a guest we've spoken to before on this very issue, Dr. Christopher Kiefer, who is the president of Canadians for Nuclear Energy. Uh, Dr. Kiefer, thanks for joining us once again. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. So, yeah, this let's talk about uh, nuclear power, power generation, and where it fits into this equation, specifically with Germany, because they're not new to this, right? They, they, they've actually had nuclear power before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 25% of German electricity uh, used to come from nuclear. After the Fukushima accident, um, they made a snap decision to phase out all of their nuclear, and they've been doing that over the last, uh, I guess, about 10 years now. Um, and they still have uh, three large nuclear stations, really the crown jewels of that fleet. Yeah. The Germans are, are respected and renowned around the world for running really the best nuclear pro- program in the world. You think about you know, German engineering, that attention to detail. I mean, they're amazing at this. Um, and, you know, Europe and Germany in particular is facing the biggest energy crunch since the OPEC crisis. And they're stubbornly continuing to shut down these nuclear plants for pure green ideological reasons. And I mean, and this is within a situation in which there are likely to be Germans that will freeze to death this winter. And this all has to do with replacing nuclear or attempting to replace it with with energy sources like wind and solar, which are unreliable and intermittent and require natural gas to hold the system together. And as we all know, Germany hooked their wagon up to Vladimir Putin, um, became critically dependent. And, you know, we're seeing the fallout of of that from the Ukraine crisis right now. You're right. And it's kind of interesting because the natural gas is no longer reliable because we know that Russia can toggle it back and forth at will uh, and have. So now, as you say, the, the, the nuclear plants they have in Germany, now they're, they're actually saying they might push back the closure a little bit because out of necessity they have to. We're also seeing them fire up some coal-operated plants once again. Out of necessity, they don't want to. So it seems like the reality of the situation they're facing is sort of starting to override some of the ambition that they talked about. And I think why Germany matters to your listeners and to, and to Canadians right now is, you know, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And the ideas about green transition that we talk about a lot here in Canada based on a wind and solar and maybe batteries uh, transition away from fossil fuels is precisely what Germany has done. They've gone a long ways down this path. They're over $500 billion in spending into that kind of an energy transition, and it has not worked. The evidence is in. Even on carbon emissions, <clears throat> Germany's carbon emissions have come down only modestly, nowhere near what we see in Canada, particularly in Ontario, um, where we use nuclear energy so effectively to get our emissions down to near zero on our electricity grid. 
And so there's a real failure to learn here. I mean, Schultz should be the laughing stock of the world right now. And he really needs to be because, again, if we don't learn from this experiment, this failed experiment, and we keep trying to reproduce it around the world, we're going to end up in a similar situation. Now, luckily, we're not dependent on Russia. And, you know, the geopolitical boundaries are slightly different. Um, but this is a, a real key moment. And, you know, the German experience, it's they're the canary in the coal mine. And, you know, there is a pun intended there, because as you mentioned, this nation of preachy energy transition folks are heading as quick as they can back to coal because no one's going to put up with the lights being out and, and freezing sure. to death in the wind. Exactly. Now, where does Canada fit into this? I mean, we've talked about it here. I know our provincial government has talked about some small reactors, things like that. Um we already have a lot of this technology in place. Where is Canada in terms of pushing this agenda on the global stage, and specifically when you have the German Chancellor here? Well, I mean, this is what's funny, right? Um, you know, there's this hydrogen deal that's been announced. Hydrogen is not a fuel. It is an energy carrier. It is very energy-intensive and expensive to make. What's being talked about is installing a gigawatt worth of wind turbines, electrolyzers, which you know are powered by that wind, will, will crack water, turn it into hydrogen. A chemical process will turn that into ammonia, which can be shipped all the way across the Atlantic, reconstituted into hydrogen and burnt in German thermal plants to, to back up their wind and solar. You know, I think just intuitively your listeners can probably understand that this is an incredibly inefficient process, mm-hmm. you know, with many chemical conversions, energy losses and transportation involved. And this is all in the setting where they are gratuitously shutting down three gigawatts of nuclear electricity for no reason. Some of the best run plants in the world. So it's, it's really shocking. And, and you know, what, what role does Canadian nuclear have in this? It's very interesting. You know, we could become a two-bit player in this, you know, really un- uneconomical, unviable hydrogen s- supply chain, right? Or we can pay attention to what we're already doing, which is amazing. So we are the, the third largest exporter of uranium in the world. Uranium is used domestically and internationally to create as close to zero carbon power as you can in nuclear plants. And we offset, as a country, one-third of our total all-sector national emissions with that uranium that we export. We already are a clean energy superpower in that, in that extent, but no one will talk about it. No one will reference that. If you want to talk about energy security, you can store years and years and years of nuclear fuel at a plant because uranium is, is tiny, it's dense, it's stable, it just sits there. Like, this is the answer to the European energy crunch right now, and more and more nations are turning towards that. There's big plans, say, in Poland, for instance, um, to go big on nuclear, Estonia, um, many other countries, and as you mentioned, even Germany. Yeah. Even Germany is considering delaying this ideologically crazy nuclear phase-out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What are the odds, Doc, that when it comes 
push comes to shove and things start to get cold and they look at it, that these uh, power plants in Germany are, are going to remain online. And, and I mean, just because they they have to, I mean, and, and they completely counter, counteract everything that they've done up to this point, trying to phase it out and, and say, we're just going to keep operating with it. Well, certainly in terms of public opinion, the public is solidly behind keeping those nuclear plants online. Unfortunately, you have actually a fairly similar political situation to Trudeau. You have a kind of minority coalition government where, in the German case, the, the Green Party is really propping the whole house of cards up. And, you know, this is insane. I mean, Germany is opening up coal plants left, right and yep. center. The yep. Greens are just fine with that. The idea of just keeping these nuclear plants running a few extra months to get them through the winter is so intolerable to these green ideologues that they're willing to let their country people potentially freeze in the winter. It's, it's truly astounding and I think really needs to, uh, needs to be called out. So again, I mean, this whole visit, um, the whole way in which the Germans are being um, entertained and even praised, that needs to come to an end. You know, again, if we fail to learn these lessons, we will repeat them. And we're kind of on track to repeating them right here at home. Um, you know, we have evidence of what works in terms of deep decarbonization. We have that example right here in Canada. Ontario, which had 25% coal on its grid, managed to clean up its grid entirely using nuclear energy. We have other provinces that are blessed with hydroelectricity, you know, Quebec, Manitoba, BC. Um, but in terms of a model, it's something that works, that decarbonizes while locking in prosperity. Because that's the big difference, right? A lot of the environmentalists want us to go back to the Garden of Eden or really to the Stone Age, essentially. We have the opportunity to have something that stimulates our economy with a 96% made in Canada supply chain with, with skilled trades jobs out the wazoo, high skilled and high paying jobs um, stimulating our economy. We can do both. We can have both. Well, we that... can do the right thing on climate, environment, and, and a thriving economy. And nuclear really is the, the tool to do that. That's the thing, Doctor. I mean, we, we can do both. We can can transition, we can have all these things happen. Uh, and uh, it just seems some things don't get talked about and don't get included in the planning and, and kind of makes you scratch your head as to why. But I always appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your insight. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Shay. Pleasure. That's Dr. Christopher Kiefer, who is uh, president of Canadians for Nuclear Energy. And it's an interesting conversation in terms of, you know, Germany has the plants that are, are up they, they, and they were supposed to be closed down by the end of this year. And now they're saying, you know what, maybe maybe we won't close them down. Maybe we'll push that goalpost a little farther down the field. And I think that's, that's what we've talked about before in this issue, right? And I got a text from a listener saying, sorry, sir, but I think you just conflated two different things happening with Germany. This winter's gas problem for Germany is not the same as their long-term shift to zero carbon. Well, yes and no, because, I mean, the, the long-term shift to zero carbon um, is having an effect on this winter in Germany, right? If, if the, they're, they're, Now they're going back to coal plants. We know that. That story's been in the news for a long time. Germany's fired up all kinds of coal plants. Now they're talking about the nuclear energy that they wanted to shut down. They're going to bring that back online or at least postpone the closure of it. Why? Because the green zero carbon that you're talking about that they ultimately want to get to isn't there right now. And that's that's when it comes push comes to shove is that's where you want to be. I get it. I understand that. And I, fantastic. Let's get there. Uh, but we aren't there yet. And it's going to get cold real soon. So that's the discussion that's happening. It's not conflating to they're both happening, but they both can't happen at the same time.